Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. Hey listeners, thanks for coming back and checking out another episode. But before we jump in, I hope that you could do me a favor. You see, this past summer has been phenomenal. Not only have I been able to present to educators here in Chicago, but I've been able to connect with those in Kansas City, out in Vegas, uh, and even down in Louis, uh, Louisville. Uh, at different conferences and different workshops. And so it's been great, Uh, but I want to be able to continue that. And so I am presenting or hoping to present at South by Southwest this upcoming February. And part of that selection process is you, the public, uh, getting to vote for the sessions that they enjoy the most. So I'm asking you to help me out. Make sure that I am down in Austin this February. Uh, You could either check out the link in the show notes and vote through there, or just simply look me up uh, for my session, The Problem with Colorblindness, that has been presented all over and is gaining in huge popularity. So again, I would appreciate the support, and uh, let's jump into this episode. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, We all have a single job, educating our students. If you've ever spent any considerable amount of time, or maybe not even that much time, in spaces where educational conversations are taking place, it's highly likely that you've heard many of the phrases and the sayings that you know, are, are are used so often that they are almost cliche at this point. Uh, you know, the, the the idea about teaching the whole child, the idea about you you have to build relationships and reaching them to teach them. Uh, you know, the idea that it takes a village. You know, it's not to say that these these concepts, these ideologies, are not accurate, that they're not important, that they are not necessary in order to have. Uh, a successful educational experience or, or space, but it's, I, I start to wonder how often we are actually living out those ideologies. You know, yes, we say it, we say it often, right? Whether they're in conversations or at conferences or, or mission or vision statements, we, we see these, the, these concepts consistently. And yet, So often when I'm actually engaged in a conversation, when we move beyond the cliche, move beyond the ideology to the actual 
action, the implementation, what I often hear are excuses. You know, it's the idea of, uh, you know, I mentioned a, a few episodes ago, you know, the, the difference between discourse one and discourse two. There's a lot of that discourse one, the externalization, the placing blame and pointing fingers as to why things aren't happening. You know, why we're not able to provide that those reach around services for our children, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, there, there's no money or there's no time or there's no resources, you know, that, you know, it's difficult to build relationships because, you know, students aren't there. Or they're just not interested. Or we talk about the family environment and, you know, that the parents just don't care. You know, all of these excuses to that, to be honest, are almost as cliche as the ideologies themselves. And, and, and I say all of this because it frustrates me when we, we talk about the why behind things. And we, we very rarely look at ourselves and say, either one, how are we contributing to that? Or two, are we really pushing back? Are we really doing what we can to do to, 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 to challenge that? And I'll give you an example. So yesterday, we had our back-to-school bash. So in CPS and Chicago Public Schools, as I'm sure most school districts do, we have these massive back-to-school bashes. Uh, it's to remind students, one, of when we come back to school, uh, you know, especially when those dates consistently change. This year, we come back on the 22nd of August. Typically, we come back after Labor Day. So you know, reminding parents, hey, don't forget, we start early this year. And not just that, but it's also an opportunity for schools. It's recruitment, trying to make sure that, you know, their schools are filled uh, as students are looking around to trying to figure out what school they're going to. But the other component is the connections to resources. You know, so for example, we were quick to point out that students don't come to school prepared. They don't have pencils or paper or book bags or whatever it may be. And so we had tons and tons of supplies that we were giving out. You know, one of the factors that we talk about oftentimes in, in, in urban education and in impoverished, <clears throat> excuse me, neighborhoods, the idea of access to, to health care. So, you know, when we send those medical forms home and parents are like, well, I'm trying to connect with the doctor, but, you know, they a lot of times they're on, you know, government aid and things like that, and they're, they're not able to. So we brought out vision, you know, to do screenings. We brought out the, the, the medical uh, personnel to do physicals. Uh, you know, they were giving glasses and fixing glasses. You know, it's just, you know... Uh, uh, I guess my, my, my thought and my concern is, is that we want to make sure, right? I, I have this ideology that when we enroll a student, we're enrolling a family because that student is just a component of that family. And if that student is really going to be successful while they're at school, we need to make sure that their home is okay. That means that their parents need to have access to health care, right? So that the family is healthy, so that they're able to come to school, that the parents are able to go to work, which is a whole nother thing, and the employment, in which we had a, a ton of uh, career uh, vendors there, I guess, if you will, you know, people uh, signing people up for interviews. So that way, uh, you know, parents who are out of work could get jobs. You know, it, it's kind of that trifecta to make sure that, hey, if uh, 
if at home there's a steady income, if there's access to healthcare, you know, that I'm able to make sure that my child is taken care of and can go to school. You know, our school is located in uh, what would be considered a food desert. So we partnered up with Amazon and Amazon was giving away fresh produce and meats and things like that. And, and, and just hearing parents, you know, being so appreciative of, you know, they really don't have the opportunity to go down to a grocery store and get these items, right? They have to go, you know, into the town over or, or travel some distance. And, you know, those relying on public transportation, hoping that that public transportation even gets to one of those points. And so I, I bring all of this because the next time I'm in a conversation with an individual or the next time you are in a conversation with an individual and they start to point out about the the gaps that exist you know i i want to challenge you to ask the, that person what are you doing are you are you making those connections are you providing it and and i understand right i know that even though we had this massive bash over 6000 people were at our bash that there are families who don't attend there are families who will not participate and yes they still have those gaps and so by no means am I ever saying that there are foolproof approaches, but what I'm asking is, are we engaging in that discourse one and we're placing the blame and we're externalizing and we're, we're making excuses as to why things are the way they are, or are we engaging in that discourse too and asking ourselves, are we really taking active steps? Are we moving beyond the cliche to say, how can I make sure that we're actually living in those things? Yeah, we, we believe in teaching the whole child and reaching the whole child. And therefore, we're going to make sure that they have access to resources and, and community uh, partnerships that they can receive those things. Yes, we believe in building relationships. And so, you know, providing opportunities to, to connect and to play ball and to do all these things that we were doing at our best, just connecting and spending time with our students. Are they more than just cliches? Or are we going to rely on that discourse one and constantly remove ourselves from the problem, remove ourselves from the solution and never make any sort of progress? Until next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know, and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at The CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care.